You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome to We're Listening to Podcast, a community where all voices are heard. I'm your host, Rob Cook. Join me for a lighthearted show about the human experience with live conversations, discussions, and interviews of some of the newest to the most established 3P practitioners from all over the world. So no matter if you've known the three principles for years or you're new to Daily Insights, we hope each episode will inspire you to demonstrate a community where all voices are heard. Welcome to today's episode. Oh man, ladies and gentlemen, we are here. Yes, it is here. It is finally the interview that many have been asking for, many have been talking about. Um, me. The man behind the mic. Um, so today, um, sit back, relax, and kind of settle in with me because we're going to be talking about your host, as you've come to know and love him, I hope, um, of the 3PGC podcast we're listening, right, hosted by me. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about who I am, what I am, how I see life, and, and have a good time. And I'm taking these questions from the field, so I'm not making this up as I go. So I have about five or six questions highlighted, and I am just going to read through them, go through them, and uh, yeah, we're going to play from there. So again, thank you all, and really, before I even get into it, I just really, really, really want to thank uh, a few people for even making the podcast possible. Um, one, Christine Heath. Uh, thank you so much, Auntie Chris. And giving me the opportunity to bring it for us. And the board, uh, the 3PGC board, uh, my board members, uh, I love you guys so much. Thank you for accepting me through our quest to end human suffering by spreading the understanding known as the three principles taught, as taught to us by Sydney Banks um, or as was in, given to us um, through Sydney Banks. Man, just, just Michael Neal for pointing me to this understanding. And there is a question about him in there so I'll, I'll just stop there and so many people um for just being a part of helping me uh see life as i see it now um i love you and so um again i really thank you for partnering with us on this project i hope you partner with me on every project i do because as you'll hear through some of the questions uh i do want to do it in a totally different way i'm truly excited about it and uh here we go <laughs> So first question was, what was your head state of mind in parentheses when you met Michael? So when I met Michael, um, I really was in a kind of like a, a, a weird headspace um, because at that point I had really seen the principles in action 
I just didn't have a way to define what was happening because I was transitioning from the military. So life as I knew it for 21 years was now no longer. And so I was I was transitioning through conditioning and seeing thoughts and things happening that weren't so accurate that I was bringing forward. I just didn't understand them. I still responded to them, though, as if they were real. Um, but I had also saw the ability to move past them without them having um, the weight, the weight to them. Um, again, I just didn't know how to explain it. And it it was so foreign to me at the time. It felt like something I couldn't obtain anymore. There was something I something I wasn't right clicking into place yet uh, for me on my experience as a human being. So that was kind of like the headspace I was in. So you could say I was open, vulnerable, searching, um, looking curiously uh, for a solution to my pain, a solution to my suffering. Um, yeah. Um, again, I, I'd already by this point when meeting Michael, um, been through substance abuse counseling, PTSD counseling, you know, anger management, and marriage counseling before, uh, talk to a therapist, talk to a doctor, talk to a coach. Like I had in my eyes felt like I tried it all, been a religious leader, literally, literally. <laughs> all right. So moving on to the next question. Did you have expectations on what to expect when he offered the three day intensive? Uh, absolutely not, especially none in the way of what really happened. So a little bit of backstory for everybody. Uh, meet Michael at this dinner party. Uh, we have a few, I think, coffee maybe once or twice dinner a few times. But, you know, no real real working relationship or anything to that sort. I kind of had a kind of an idea of what he did, but still still not any no at no way did I understand the magnitude of the principles or him or any of his work. Um, and so he invited me along for uh, what was one of his creative moments of doing a three day intensive that was live for all of the students within the next room. And so I was the person in which we were doing the intensive with. And so his thing was to simply sit down and do um, what coaches do when they first interact with their clients, especially some coming in with a lot of what they consider to be problems and no understanding of living their life from the inside out. And um, so fortunately for me, I believe I'm very blessed to have the moment in which it clicked for me recorded and on camera because um, most people don't don't get that for their initial insights. And it, maybe it wasn't my initial insight because I see I've had insights throughout my life, but the the, the the moment in which I realized what an insight was and my ability to take it and grow from it. So, so I'll put it that way. But I had no expectations. Um, I, he told me it was going to be fun. <laughs> I remember that. I remember him saying it was going to be fun. I also remember um, setting setting safe, like a safe word, um, it, it was, you call it strategy. I don't know, but you never went anywhere in, in throughout my time in the military where there wasn't a way to identify when you needed help or a safe word or danger or under duress. 
And I remember jokingly, but now I knew how adamant I was to make sure Lynn, shout out Lynn Robinson, man, I love you, um, was for Lynn to pull me out if I call her name. Meaning if if when we start talking about my life, if I got so caught up in it and I felt vulnerable and and felt so real to what I was sharing that uh, especially if I was going to cry. And I remember that especially if I was going to cry to come pull me out and this is the sign and we're going to do it like seriously, you know, and it was so funny uh, joking about it because as as we were ramping up into the. uh into my insights, I remember at one point taking some ward and going, Lynn, uh, and kind of breaking the tension on seeing something new, seeing something fresh, being so overwhelmed for me at the first at the first time. So uh, I did know what to expect, man. But that that day, uh, those three days, that man, what he pointed to uh, changed my life. Next question. Um, I noticed, Rob, that you talk a lot about innate well-being. What was your first insight? Oh, I guess I kind of answered that on the last question because I talk so damn much. But <laughs> my first Rachel insight, um, one that I, I remember, let's say one that I'll put a metric on that really shifted um, behaviors for me. How about I do that that way? I don't I don't retell the same thing. Um, and that was that I wasn't broken. That insight, that insight was such a shift because the way I thought about everything changed. Realizing I wasn't broken and all that had ever happened to me was that that it had happened to every other human being. And nothing was personal about how my life played out, the goods, the bad, the indifference, the injustices and making the distinction, not saying that because I'm not broken that I'm perfect by by no means no that's not that's not what I mean when I at least what I mean when I say I'm not broken it does not mean that I'm saying I have it all together um it just means that I have um all within me what I need to have what I want um within myself um it's my understanding of being connected to the universal life form, the creative energy and force behind life. As we know it, the, the air that breathes through me, the bloods that course through my veins, your veins, um, that moves the trees. You know, it was I was connected to that. And, and as long as I was living, I had the ability to tap into it. Uh, that insight created instant behavioral changes. Um and the way I move and the way I talk to people in relationships. So that would be what I would say um, was my first insight. Um, and that was was the start of my understanding of innate well-being, knowing that I'm OK at my core, at my spirit. Um, yeah, shit can be going on around me, but at my at my spirit, my spirit, that that's always intact. Um. I just got to remember it. I just have to remember it. And tapping into it doesn't necessarily give me all of the answers. It sure as hell those sets the platform off for me to get my answers, though, in a very clean way and one that I can implement and one that I can bring into existence. 
Next question. How has that changed over the years since you were introduced to this understanding? Really, my, my understanding deepens almost daily as I see it um, in my attempt of ending human suffering and um, doing it through being a vessel, a conduit of all information that helps and points to well-being. Um, it's changed a lot. It's, it's more um, clean. It's cleaner. Um, it's from abundance. It, it's like waking up and really realizing, like really realizing, like you realize the colors of the clothes you have in your closet, that the best shot that you have at this, this being life, is being you. Like being you, your authentic self-expression, that's what's changed. Like that's what's changed. You know, I don't know much about branding or marketing or, you know, all of that stuff. I just know if I be it everywhere I go, that'll probably tell for itself. All right, here we go. Um, how are you when you're not with other people? Uh, I'm amazing when I'm not with other people. <laughs> of course, if you're going to give it, leave it up to me with no witnesses to tell you what happened, I'm amazing. Duh. No, um, man, when I'm when I'm by myself, I'm usually uh, in my man cave in my studio uh, trying to create something or settle into something more comfortably with what I want to put out into the world. Um, I am really, really new to expressing myself creatively through the arts, such as speeches and hosting and, and, and music and production and, and music management and things like that, podcasting. All of that um, is so fresh and new to me, but it's such a passion and joy and, it, and it's such a, a different way of being or pushing forth uh, the understanding of the three principles. And that's the way I want to do it. I, I feel I'll always be a coach to, to point people to the understanding their innate well-being. That's that's just, you know, a part of my, my fabric. Um, but, man, I really love speaking and hosting and sharing this information in that way. Um, and so you'll see a lot of ways that I'm going to to attempt to to do this understanding may be different. Um, with as far as not having per se online courses, but having what uh, you know projects or or memberships to platforms and things like that, because um, I want to keep this this information um, as available to anyone from anywhere at any place at any time, and so I'm choosing a lot of different platforms and ways to put it out. Um, hoping to just get spark something to bring people back to a nucleus, um, a 3P global community that I believe demonstrates um, and embodies what humanity could 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 gain as a shift of consciousness. Um, I, I, I believe that that we are that that shift. So 
again, when I'm not with other people, I'm usually thinking about being with other people <laughs> or what project or how to bring forth uh, a smile on others faces. And so, um, yeah, that's that's what I'll be doing. All right. We hear about. Oh, OK, that's a good one. Uh, well, all of them are good, but this is a deep one. Here we go. We hear so many of our servicemen and women dealing with PTSD. What has your experience with it been like? How are you doing now that you are not active duty? And how has the understanding the principles impacted how you deal with PTSD? Oh, man. Okay. Whew. That's, a, that's one to un unpack and uncover. So I guess this would, this would be the last one uh, now that I've read it and we're going with it uh, before I go into you know, my message to the community. Um, all right. PTSD. So shout out a few people first, um, because this is a topic that's very near and dear to me. So Dave Hill um, and out in the UK uh, with the project Missing in Action group, the link him and Paul. Um, shout out to those guys, man. Um, Brad Gallup, PTSD with the, you know, with warriors all over the world. Shout out, Brad. Santa Claus uh, Flanagan, who um, works with PTSD um, clients as well. Um, all of those with Christine Heath, Auntie Chris, who I've also did a PTSD program with before. So so everybody working to help those all of those who suffer from a post-traumatic stress disorder. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Keep doing the work. Please don't hesitate to reach out if you need some backup. Uh, not that you need backup, but if you need, you know, if you want to connect on something. What has my experience been? So for me, my PTSD, how it showed up for me, the symptoms in which I really fell into was disconnecting. Um, it was it was an exterior which seemed to be functioning, but an interior that was was basically running with just a a candlelight on like a candlelight trying to light the whole house you know very dim very dark um but could see moments you know the candle would shift and moments would happen but but nowhere tapping into any anything that was remotely about connection or or establishing relationships you know very transactional expecting to lose um hypersensitivity expecting the fight seeing everything as a possible fight um nothing isn't an objective um everything is about how you move um your whole life is set up to always be in a position to respond at your best for the fight for me alcohol increased um and it became this extreme life of one world to the next where it was I am either all in focused on my work or I am all in on partying and I wasn't much of a party for real I couldn't even really handle the lifestyle honestly <laughs> but it was just these two extremes I had to be in one world so I didn't have to think because I knew what a party world was like and then I knew how to focus on my job. No in-betweens, no family. You know, I, I was going through a divorce. 
Um, so I'm really not understanding how to be a father. Like it's a lot of shit that was, was just off for me. Um, now that I'm not active duty, a lot of it actually changed because you, you, when you're no longer active duty, you kind of wake up to the first level of conditioning of seeing what you've been told about you as an active duty member and how the world views you. Like when you're on the inside, man, you believe that the whole world is kind of, um, in appreciation of what you're out there fighting for and giving your life for at such a um, low, low economic value or, or, or paycheck, so to speak. But um, that's not how, how it really is. So the understanding of the principles impacted my PTSD like amazingly because at that point I understood that it was thinking. Once I could see the conditioning and 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 thinking I had to be up at a certain time or do stuff like this or do stuff like that. But all of those things and rules that I thought I still needed to do. They. They had a um, a reinforce a positive reinforcement for me as a behavior while serving. You know, they could lead to more promotions. They could could lead to an award or something of that manner magnitude but but as a civilian they did nothing because those metrics were no longer part of how i was living my life so so learning the principles and really really feeling getting the essence of what sydney banks was pointing to was everything for my ptsd because i could finally get space between the thought and the trigger you know there's this um there's this VA campaign for gun safety and they say um, we, we, we want you to use gun locks because that puts space in between the thought and the trigger. What I love about that campaign is by the mere fact of saying put space between the, the thought and the trigger points to a few things. One, that you understand it's a thought and it will pass and that's and, and and that space in between will help the possibility of that pass and what will help it even more is the more space you get in between it so we've we've come to that part of the show where um i know because i say it to everybody that the whole community is um listening um what is it that you would like to say and i i first just thank you Thank you so much for being willing to accept this project and and me and the the way the uniqueness that I bring to this understanding and the way that I want to do it. Um, I want to be a speaker and a host known for spreading this understanding. So thank you for all who um, support me and 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 love me and 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 all of that, man. From the bottom of my heart, God bless you. I thank you. I love you. Um, and to the community, I love you. Like, I love you. I really do. Um, I realize there's a few things I no longer want to do in my life. Fight. Judge. Or fit in. And all that leaves for me now is to just love. <laughs> so I am here, man, um, to love you.
I love you, the freedom fighter. Whoever, man, if you're a coach, if you're a therapist, if you're a psychologist, if you're a social worker, if you're an activist, if you're a singer, if you're a performer, a producer, a doctor, a nurse, man, I don't care. If you need a space to just feel love, I got you. I'm not going to join your fight, though, because that's for you. You know, that's your life. (laughs) I'm just going to create this space of love for you to tap into, point you to. And that's going to put you in the best position possible to do what it is you're here to do, as you see, for your life. Um, But, man, I'm hell bent on loving you. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I love you. Thank you for listening to today's episode. For more information about the podcast, please go to 3pgc.org. If you're looking for more information about how to become a practitioner or you want to be featured on the show as a new, fresh voice in the principles, send us an email at info at 3pgc.org. We'd love to hear from you. Knowing there is no end or limitation, nor are there boundaries to the human mind, have the day you deserve.